PeoriaLife.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome to In the Neighborhood with your host, Tim Johnson and Stacy Borjo. Together, they are finding out what makes the heart of the Heartland Beat. They sit down with people in your community that lead organizations, businesses, and government. You'll learn who they are and what they're involved in and why. They are the people in your neighborhood. It's In the Neighborhood with Stacy Borjo and Tim Johnson. Good morning, everybody. My name's Tim Johnson, and Stacy Borjo's with me today. Hey, Tim. How are you? Uh, I'm feeling outnumbered today. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, we're going to get right into it. Well, actually, I'll say follow us on iTunes um, and YouTube. iTunes, you can pick up our audio version, and you can listen to it anywhere. Um, but um, YouTube is another one that you can subscribe to and get notifications and all the different things that we're doing. And what number are we today? Uh, this is show 162. Today we're going to welcome Laura Blackaby of Family House. How are you? I'm well. How are you? Good. Laura's a friend of ours. Um, yeah, she's been on a few times. Yeah, this oh, it's is good to be back. It's definitely why I feel outnumbered today. Um, <laughs> between the two of them, uh, you know. Um, Let's get into talking about Family House a little bit. Um, tell us what Family House is and what yeah. you do there. Well, Family House is a 20-room healthcare hospitality house. Um, we welcome families from throughout the United States and across international borders who find themselves in Peoria because they're in the midst of a healthcare crisis with one of their family members or another loved one, and also for patients themselves who may have to come to Peoria to receive some type of specialized care um, on an outpatient level, such as maybe Illinois Cancer Care or St. Jude or outpatient treatments through one of the hospitals. So it's a place for people to come and stay when their family member's sick, no matter what age, right? Right. Um, a year ago, um, actually on Halloween, uh, we had a family come to us from Ottawa, Illinois, and their 16-year-old um, son was in a traumatic car accident. He was out with some friends, and um, he was life-flighted to OSF, mm. and his um, parents, of course, followed immediately. And uh, they actually came to us um, the day after their son was admitted to the hospital. And throughout multiple surgeries and um, recovery, um, the family was with us 166 days. Wow. And all to be close to their son. Um, they're from Ottawa. And so it was a little bit of a, a drive. So being able to be five minutes away instead mm -hmm. of an hour and a half or more away, um, was a blessing to them. Um, and then what was really cool was um, during the summer, they came in with um, some items from our wish list and helped us fill the pantry. And their son was with them. Oh. And uh, he was standing and walking, which is not something they were sure he was ever going to be able to do when the accident happened. And uh, he still has a long road of recovery, but he's a senior in high school. He was able to start classes this fall with his classmates. And so to be able to have them come back and bring their son, because so many times we have an opportunity to really get to know the families, but we don't always get to meet their 
son or daughter sure. or, or parent. So for them to come back and give us the opportunity to meet their son and to see how well that he was doing was a really special moment for us. Mm -hmm. We recorded live at your location. Mm -hmm. Boy, it's been a about year. two years. We were actually years. just talking yeah, about we were just that. Talking wow. about <laughs> trying that. to figure so out when it was. it was right at the end of 2016. But it's a beautiful building. Mm -hmm. um, you can, how many families can you host there? Uh, up to 20. 20. We have 20 rooms. Um, and just kind of hidden right off of Prospect. So it's not something that people drive by and go, oh, that's that building. Right, right, so. right. And that peaceful and serene setting because it's wooded all around us. And that's probably one of the things that our family members comment on the most is how just very peaceful and quiet it is. And, you know, we have um, some families who are with us right now that are kind of doing things in reverse. They're staying up at the hospital in the evenings um, to be with their loved one overnight. And then they're coming to the house in the morning to take a nap and freshen Unwind. up before they go back up to the, the hospital. But it really is a very um, beautiful, very peaceful, very quiet environment for them to come and rest. And we really encourage them to take care of themselves as well. Um, that's mm -hmm. one of the benefits of having a family house. It's a place for them to come and rest and rejuvenate and have something to eat because the more they're cared for, the better they're able to participate in the care of their loved one. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And you guys have a full kitchen there. We do. And serve. We had um, actually had a <clears throat> group um, last night from the um, OSF Healthcare Controller Group came in. Um, the mission partners at um, OSF are just um, phenomenal, and we love it when they come to the house as um, well as um, other groups to prepare meals for our families. Um, they did barbecue pork, potato salad, coleslaw, brownies, chips, um, a cake and something to drink. And um, it was it was interesting because as they were um, setting everything up, we had um, one of our um, one of our family members came in. And so I said to her, I said, hey, go upstairs and get your mom and come down and have something to eat. And she said, no. She said, I'm so sorry. She said, we're just passing through. Mm -hmm. She said, I'm coming to get her because we really need to get back up to the hospital and so um, we'll have something to eat when we come back because wow it sure looks and smells good mm -hmm. and so I said okay so um, the the ladies from the controller group um, finished setting up the food and um, our guest and her mom come back down and she was like you know can we make a couple plates to go and it was like absolutely and mm -hmm. so they made their dinner and we got them all set up and they were able to take it back up to the hospital and you know have a have a nice meal in the midst of everything that was you know happening with her father up at the hospital mm -hmm. that's awesome yeah so we appreciate all of our volunteers that come in and prepare meals for our families and it is a fabulous kitchen um, my family and I have cooked a meal or two in that kitchen <laughs> as well. So, and I know that you've been there with mm -hmm. Rotary to mm -hmm. do the same. So, yeah, that's absolutely. really great. How often do you guys have volunteers come through? Um, so, we have um, some groups that have actually committed to coming in on a monthly basis, nice. which is great because we know um, three, at least three or four times a month we're going to have a group come in to prepare a meal for our families. But we're generally able to provide um, from our volunteers meals at least two or three times a week. 
That's that's so great. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So volunteers of all types. Volunteers of all types. Uh, over the last year, um, I actually think since the last time we were together, we revamped our website. So we have a new family house website, and we actually have a page on there dedicated to our um, Heart of the House meal program and um, volunteer opportunities. And so people can actually go on our website and they can look at a calendar that tells the days that people are already providing meals. So it makes it easier for them to be able to plan around um, providing a meal. And we're welcoming new volunteers to the house to cook all the time. Hmm. What is the website so people can go check it out? It is familyhousepeoria.org. Awesome. So they can get on there, look at volunteer opportunities, and then see what they want to do. Right. So besides cooking, what kind of volunteer opportunities do you guys have there? Yeah, so we have um, most of our volunteer opportunities um, we find are more um, episodic as opposed so to something that's ongoing. Um, we're pretty excited that um, one Saturday a month we partner with uh, Bradley University with their service Saturdays. Okay. And so uh, we have Bradley University students come in and, I don't know, they do a variety of different things. Um, this Saturday they're going to be uh, coming in and they're be putting together care packages for our families. Um, all the materials for that have been um, donated by another group. So they're going to come in and um, put together care packages, um, not only for our families, but also care packages that they can take up to the hospital as well for, for their loved one. Um, so we have those. Um, being in a 20-room house, there is always something to be done. Um, we've had church youth groups come in where they've come in and they have um, cleaned our lounges and have sanitized all of our toys, um, done some yard work, um, plant flowers, um, help keep our grounds looking nice. So uh, what we try to do is we try to work with the groups and mm -hmm. say, what are you interested in? And match them with those types of opportunities. Uh, we also partner real closely with Dream Centers of the City, and we've been able to um, be participants in the, or recipients in their last two Serve the City events, and um, it's always a joy to have them at the house as well. Yeah, that's so cool. They're an awesome, awesome group over yes, there. Yes, they are. They really are. Yeah. So you're involved with more than just Family House, correct? Yes. What are some of the other things that you do? Uh, so um, one of my uh, favorite activities um, outside of uh, Family House is I'm a volunteer for Special Olympics uh, mm -hmm. track and field. So it's called, um, their program is called Athletics, but it's really uh, track and field. Our new season is getting ready to start here in a few months at the end of February, which is okay. always a chilly time to start <laughs> the track season, uh, but uh, great athletes, and this will be my fifth year um, coaching Special, Olympian, Special Olympians. That's very cool. So how'd you get involved with that? Um, you know, uh, I saw a need on Facebook, and literally that's how, I mean, isn't it amazing how something, you'll just be scrolling through and something will pop up, and um, literally that's how I found out about it. Um, it's through the Pekin Park District. And I was scrolling through, and they said, hey, we really have a need for um, volunteers to come coach our athletics programs. And I said, you know, I would love to do that. Um, I had just really gotten into running myself mm -hmm. when, um, so I had, I think, kind of a heightened interest in that area. And I was like, wow, I think this is something that I could do. 
And um, I'll tell you, those athletes just captured my heart from the first moment I mm -hmm. met them. And um, it's been a joy every year to come alongside and coach them. It's all about giving back and finding your niche and your passion and stuff. Yeah, it really is. That's awesome. You're involved with a lot of different things. Yeah, we all are. Yeah, well. Yeah. We just have that passion, you know, that. So how do you get the yeah. fire started? I mean, how do, you, how do people get involved? Yeah, I think it's, um, I think it goes back to what Stacy is. It's about finding that passion, right? And finding where, where you can serve. Um, I like working with um, volunteers sometimes who'll come in and say, you know, I want to be able to stretch myself and do something a little bit different and something that's outside of my comfort zone, right? Mm -hmm. So to be able to um, maybe embrace a new opportunity, mm -hmm. um, to be able to embrace a um, different way of looking at things or trying something new and trying that in a volunteer capacity as opposed to a professional mm -hmm. capacity. Um, but I think it's just really seeking out and finding what you are passionate about and saying this is just a way I can give and a way to serve back. Um, you know, and it's, it's one of those things where I take a look back on my experiences that I've had with Special Olympics and the athletes that I've had the opportunity to work with and coach. And I have received so much more back from mm -hmm. them Mm -hmm. than I could ever possibly give them. Mm -hmm. And it's just, you know, it's, it's so cool to be able to volunteer and to be a recipient of what comes back. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I don't think that's necessarily why we do that, right? I think we go in to say, oh, I'm going to volunteer and I'm going to do something good. And that's a, a wonderful thing. But then when you realize that, wow, I've been the recipient and here's all the things that I've learned from this journey as well. It just makes it even more fulfilling. It's something that I, I said last week was there's something about our human spirit that really um, makes it so that when you invest in others, you're actually investing in yourselves. Yeah, so, that's a very and, true statement. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Givers so, gain. So when would you say, can you visualize when the first time is that you volunteered for something um, that really kind of kicked this off for you? Because you're involved with Special Olympics plus Family House plus church events plus... Yeah, I, I don't know. I think for me, a lot of it um, goes back to my family life and the way I raised. Mm. Um, my parents were always very encouraging of me to step out and get involved. Uh, when I was younger, I needed a push to do that. Mm. And um, I'm an only, um, only child. I had a lot of pretend friends <laughs> when, I was, when I was growing up. And, you know, uh, so I needed a little extra uh, push and encouragement from my parents to say, you know, get out and get involved and um, uh, go out in the neighborhood and play with the friends and get dirty and, you know, become part of the community. And to see my parents and the way they served, um, that was definitely um, an inspiration for me as well. And so I think a lot of it is because of the way I, I grew up and I had those opportunities to explore um, different areas of 
volunteerism and community engagement. And it's just carried over, and the older I got, the, the stronger that became in me. Um, what's been really fun, um, most of my career has been in not-for-profit management. Um, I entered the field in 1991, and I've been working wow. with not-for-profit organizations ever since. Um, I don't remember ever once growing up and saying, when I grow up, <laughs> I, I want to work for not-for-profit organizations. But I think um, one thing that I've learned about myself is I have a very missional heart. Mm -hmm. And um, so I think that's why I've stayed with it as long. Um, I have a, a son and a daughter. Um, both are, of course, grown up now. But my daughter actually started volunteering for events um, with me when she was seven years old. That's awesome. And so she has, and my son too, and so they have both always grown up being there, right? Whether it's helping um, give away uh, T-shirts or door prizes at a bullathon to helping stuff envelopes um, to making meals now at, at family house and so to be able to instill that into that generation mm -hmm. and I just think that's how it how it snowballs to be able to say it's so important to invest in the lives of others mm -hmm. we're a community and that's what we need to do as a community mm -hmm. so you're both oh you were involved with I've decided <laughs> you're involved with I've decided to um, mm -hmm. Can you explain a little bit about what I've decided is? Oh, well, I will do my best. <laughs> yeah, me too, because I'm involved with I've decided, right. and it's, it's a multifaceted so it, organization. It, it is, and um, I think uh, one of the things that um, I appreciate most about um, I've decided is how inspirational it is, mm -hmm. and it's all about making those decisions and encouraging mm -hmm. um, those types of decisions to maybe branch out of out of your comfort zone or mm -hmm. to be um, come stronger in an area that you want to grow in but basically making decisions to step out and further yourself and to step out and help others as well mm -hmm. it, it's a pretty cool organization Kim does a pretty good job with all of that yeah she does a really great job I'm excited because um, I found out late last year that they have a group um, that I think starts up in the spring I've decided to ride mm -hmm. and um, my uh, husband this summer purchased a bike for me I have not been on a bike in more years than I would care to admit. Yeah. And so it's been an interesting summer as I've been finding my balance in that way again. Are the training so wheels off? The training wheels are off. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I graduated. I do wear with I, I do ride with a with a helmet that I have already found to be a very wise decision for me. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm excited about I've decided to ride coming up um, this this spring and getting involved mm -hmm. with that. I did the 40-mile ride the first year. I think they did it. It was so awesome. I need to do that. I, I, I did not ride this past summer, but what a great program. I've decided it's awesome in, in a lot of different facets, like yeah. you said. Yeah, so I guess for me, I can say this spring I've decided to ride. Good for you. And awesome. that's what it's about. I hope Kim's listening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure she is. 
All right. Well, um, we're running out of time already. Um, give us the information, the contact information for Family House. Sure. So if somebody wants to get a hold of Family House, they can go to our website, um, which I mentioned earlier, um, familyhousepeoria.org. Mm -hmm. You can also find us on Facebook at Family House Peoria or um, call us anytime, 309-685-5300. We'd love to talk with you. Awesome. Awesome. And I've been sitting here playing with this pen all the whole time. Anyways, <laughs> thanks, Nessa. Have a great week, everybody. PeoriaLife.com.